yellow light, red light, green light. When you hear those colors, you instantly have an association of a command. Yellow is yield, tells you to slow down. <laughs> or, you know, if you're courageous, you're going to speed up so you don't get hit by the red light. The red light tells you to stop. The green light tells you to go. In life, we have different commands. We have yellow, we have red, we have green. Today, let's talk about the green light. Let's talk about Leah Martin, a visual artist, photographer from California, a lady who reached out to me and said, Sylvester, you have an upcoming talk here in Los Angeles. I've been following your work. You have really helped me over the last couple of years. I want to shoot your talk. Now, here's the thing. I already had a photographer assigned to this project. But when you meet someone who has energy that is undeniable, when you meet someone who has skill that is top notch, when you meet someone who vibrates in their own green light, then to me, it is your duty to pay attention to that opportunity. So today on the Free Your Energy podcast, Leia is going to walk us through her story, what she went through, how she gained her confidence, how she got the green light in her own life. Let's dive right in. The question I asked her was about her childhood and, you know, who she was around and her influences. So we're going to dive right into the very beginning of the conversation. I was actually born in LA, but I was raised and I grew up actually in Northern California. So I know you were just talking about Bakersfield. I was um, raised in Northern California, in Tracy, California. So I don't know if a lot of people know where Tracy is. It's probably about like 30 minutes from Stockton um, and near Oakland. Tracy was like a little city cow town, I like to call it. So I was raised in Tracy. And at that time, it was me and my siblings, my brothers, and my mom at the time. So I was raised there. Um, I'm actually like the oldest of, um, I want to say, six siblings. It takes me a minute to like count everything. And um I'm surrounded by boys. All my cousins are actually boys as well. So me being the oldest, um, I really just found myself like stepping out, especially at even like a young age, just like stepping out. And um, I was into like creating at a young age, um, arts, crafts. I was always drawing and I was also writing, which is kind of funny because I, you know, I don't write no longer, but um, I was definitely surrounded by like arts and also my mom as well. She was, you know, a single parent being and raising us. She was also into the arts and crafts as well. And she had um, a balloon business. It was balloon affair events. And so growing up, I was always surrounded 
by creative creators. So that's where I think I dabbled into wanting to do arts, create. Um, yeah, that's pretty much like how I was like raised and came into this world. <laughs> okay. And you said that it was, you know, brothers and mom. Was your dad in the picture? Is he alive? What, what was going on with him? Yes. Yeah, so my, my dad is definitely alive and well. I'm so thankful for my dad being in my life. My dad at the time actually still lived in LA. So having to travel and see him, it was always by flight. So I was traveling like at a young age, just kind of like back and forth from Northern California to LA to be with him. And he what I remember, he was always there and always in my life. Um, and then from LA, he actually moved to Palm Springs. And then that's when we actually moved to Riverside County. So me and my dad's relationship, we actually got to see each other and be with each other a lot more as I got older. So he plays actually a really big part in um, my entrepreneurship today, my father was um, definitely like my number one supporter. Yeah. And what was, you know, if you don't mind, like what was why they were separate or, or not together? Because it sounds like they were able to, they being your mom and dad, were able to uh, at least agree upon, you know, you, you having both parents somehow, some way and, and like have an impact and influence on both of them. Uh, so what was like their relationship like that kind of caused them to separate? And you know what's so funny is I would blame myself when I was younger because um, I'm thinking of like the vision right now. And in L.A., I believe I was like three years old and I would blame myself for maybe me doing something that like got me in trouble that would cause them to, you know, argue and have a conflict. So I always like look back at my younger self and I blame me, but growing up, they would tell me like, no, Leah, that wasn't the case. It was, you know, me and your mom were just going through a difficult time. I was never the blame, but little me, little self, you know, I just have this like vision, this picture of me like being the cause, which wasn't the case. Um, but their relationship actually, like me growing up, all I remember is love. All I remember was love. Um, my dad then, you know, got into another relationship with another woman. And all I remember was love. Every time I would go to my dad's house and she was there, nothing but love. When my dad would pick me up from my mom's house and they were both together, my mom had so much love in her heart. Just knowing that, you know, her baby girl was being taken care of. So growing up, you know, with my parents separated and then them being in new relationships, it was still raised on love, both households. Damn, that is a very unique story. We often hear those stories where, you know, there's a breakup and there's there's animosity, you know, there's anger, there's resentment, there's pettiness, there's, you know, not to say that there wasn't any of that. I'm sure that at some point, maybe there was some of that, but for you to describe it as ultimately as love, mm -hmm. uh, that that's a very unique element. And and so 
Yes. When you got to high school, so around the ages of like 13 to 18, let's talk about that part of your life. Because at this point, you already realize that you're creative, right? You're a creative person. What was high school era like from 13 to 18? What was that, that time period of your life like? 13 to 18. Um, so I want to say I was always to myself, but I was acquainted with everyone. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, because I'm such a, like an open person. I'm very friendly. I'm very, you know, open to accepting um, people and friendships and things like that. But I was still very much to myself as to um, getting the work that I needed to get done. Um, Just very driven in like my own thoughts, my own crafts. Um, I really didn't care what anyone else was telling me to do. Oh, Leah, do this instead. Do that. I was more driven on what I knew within my heart that I wanted to do. And even being so young, you know, 13, 18 years old, you're still trying to figure out life and still to this day, you know, um, still trying to figure it out. But I just knew what Leia wanted to do. She was going to do it and it was going to get done and it was going to be prosperous. Like that's just the whole mindset that I had at a young age. Um, And I know a lot of people, they try to, you know, everyone's still finding them themselves. And I just think I did it really at like a young age. And I think mostly like going back to um, just how I was raised on love and that being like the foundation, I loved myself. So that definitely helps like along the whole journey to start so early and so young and find that. And where did, where did you, like, who would you give that credit to as far as like who taught you how to love yourself as a you know, as a child, like what, where was, what, give me like an example of that. Or was there like a conversation that you can remember around how you learn self-love uh, young? Yes. Oh, I want to give it to my mom, my mom, my mom, if she is listening. Now, um, she, my mom really um, is just the strongest person that I know, even in the midst of like today. I know we're not jumping into that just yet, but um, she just has no worry in her heart. She's really, um, just a loving woman. And I just remember her every morning, she would come in singing songs and, you know, rise and shine and let's have a good day. Today is a new beginning. Today is a new day. Um, And just really walking out also on faith. Like that's my main thing too, is I always move with like love and faith in my heart. And it it comes from my mom. It, It really does. And she is so strong. And Um, I have to give it to my grandma, too, because the way that she raised all of her children, my aunts and uncles, everyone, you know, has just repeated just a beautiful cycle, like built on love is like the main core and foundation. And we look at today and the only thing that we really need is love. Oh, I'm getting a little emotional. (laughs) But um, yes, it definitely does come from my, my mom and my grandma building that foundation and keeping it strong within the family values, of course. Wow. That's powerful. Do you find that, uh, do you find that you have those same elements in your friendships now, like your adult friendships? Oh, I do. Oh, it's going to make me kind of scary. Um, (laughs) I, I definitely 
do. Um, my thing is, I just want people to feel like when they come into my space, I want them to just be able to absorb like my energy. I, I want people to leave the room with, you know, warmth in their heart, love. Um, I'm really full of life. So I want, you know, my friendships, the people closest to me, just to experience that when I'm with them so that they leave even better. Um, so I really just, you know, set the tone for myself and um, my friendships. They're so important to me. So I just want everyone to experience that type of, you know, vibration. So how, how do you, how do you do that? Like, do you, is there certain like habits, routines that you have that, that get you ready for that? That get you ready to give that type of energy? Do you ever feel drained? Like maybe you're giving too much and, you know, you just got to take time for yourself. Like how do you, or is that just naturally how you are? That's just the way you kind of, the way you kind of operate. Like how, how does that process work for you? Um, I think it does come um, back from like how I grew up as well. Um I'm getting kind of emotional. Sorry. Hey, take your time. No rush. No rush. I'm right here. Yeah, I I just try like my routine um, that I've noticed is I need still time. So what I'll do is I'll wake up like early in the morning. I'm an early bird, also a night owl, but I'm an early bird. So I get up. I make sure that the space around me is clean, is clear, so that I can have a clear, you know, headspace. And, you know, I, I, I'm just trying to, like, paint, like, a, a picture, like a vision, since, I, since I'm such a visionary. Um, I wake up in the morning, and I open up the blinds. I let the, you know, the natural light come in. I open up the windows. I might step out on my, my patio. And I just take a minute to just really be still and um, just thankful and thankful for, you know, a, a new day. It, it is a new beginning. And I just walk in gratitude throughout the whole day. I just practice that. And um, I turn on my music. I, I love my music. So um, I might turn on some worship music. I might turn on some Sabrina Claudio. Uh, and I really just, you know, sit in, in quiet and just try to just be at peace with myself. I think peace is, you know, very, very important. And, um, you know, it starts with you. So that's key. And I just take one day at a time, one day at a time. I don't worry about the next day. I just take one day really at a time. That's powerful. So you have a, a good morning routine that's a, that grounds you. And you mentioned Sabrina Claudio. I just found out about her last week. Really? I, uh, yeah, I came across one of her songs. You know how you can, okay, so maybe you remember when like Pandora came out and you can just yes. type in one song you like, and then you get a whole, you know, unlimited songs that are related to that song. Yeah. Um, so I'll do that. Uh, I use Apple Music. So I'll type in a song on Apple Music and then you can hit this button called Create Station and then they'll just play you, you know, kind of like Pandora used to do. And yeah, I was listening to, what did I start with? I'm I'm not gonna be able to remember, but yeah, she has a lot of good ones. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I started with something good. You know, a song that I like. That's how I always start. I do a song I like, and then I just hit create station. And that's how I find a lot of new music. Mm-hmm. And the song was playing, and I was playing Xbox. I was playing Call of Duty. And I, like, heard this song. His voice was, like, so soft. And I was just like, "Yes, what's that? Like, hold on. So I, I go look, and it's uh, Sabrina Claudia. So I just, like, downloaded her album. I haven't listened to it yet. But uh, I'm going to listen to it, especially knowing that that you like her. Yeah, definitely. So on the subject of music, while while we're here, let me get your, I know this is going to be hard to do. Take, <laughs> let me get your top five musicians of any any era, any genre. Now, look, this is not about sale. It's not about their popularity. This is just about for you, for your life. You're, you're, you're on an island and you only get these five musicians for the next month. And then obviously you can change. You can change this later on. If you come on a podcast in a few months and you want to change it, you can change it. But right now, present moment, top five musicians for you, for your island. Okay, Talk to I'm, on a, I'm on an island. Okay, number one has to be Masego. Um, well, probably, well, going back to like parents, everyone in my family is musicians. And my dad, he plays the congas and the flute. So Masego, he has, um, he plays also the saxophone. So he would definitely have to be like top five. Um, and if you haven't listened to him, make sure to write that down, Masego, so you can add that to your uh, playlist. <laughs> Um, I would definitely have to say Sabrina Colladio because I love her soft sound. It's very soothing. Um, yeah, this is going to be kind of hard. Um, I'm going to have to say Anderson Pack. I like, I like my grooves. I like my groovy tunes. <laughs> um, Lucky Day. A lot of these artists that I'm saying may not be like mainstream, but I like to listen to a lot of artists that um, aren't really like too big in the scene just yet. Um, is that four? Um, let me see. I'm trying to think of like a female. And then her. I'll take her with me. So that would okay. be like the top five. <laughs> okay. Very, uh, very soulful. The words are very thoughtful uh, of all those artists, very thoughtful with their words. You know, I pay attention to the words a lot as a writer. Yeah. Um, and then the first guy you said, he did the song, da-da, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, have you seen the video to that? Oh, my goodness. That's how I found him. I, oh, my goodness. Amazing. That is a masterpiece. A masterpiece. Yep. That, is, that, that, that is art on so many different levels. Yes. Because- the video aspect of it, plus them layering each little instrument. And right. then when he added in the voice while still playing the instruments, after the video has already been playing for like four minutes, I'm just like, yes. whoa, like this is art. Definitely. Yes. That um, that vision, that's what I, I like to play like with music. I just have like my the vision and the visuals behind it. Oh, it just makes it everything. So when you said that, like, I can just picture, like, the whole video. 
with the yep, I can see it. I can see the how the color grading in the video and how the scene, how it's like right on the street. So it was like that black background on the street, and then the lights were really warm. It was like there was like red, orange lights. Um, and then the frame was like pretty much just looking directly at these two guys. And it was like you had one subject directly in front of you, the main guy, and then you had the uh the other guy like playing playing a piano. And it was just yes. you could tell it was in a small room, but it was such a big vibration that they were creating. Yes. So make yeah. sure you um, listen to his album if you haven't already. Lady, lady. No, this is not being sponsored, but <laughs> I'm just saying. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> lady, lady is his um, album that he had put out. Hold on. I'm going to pull up my phone real quick because there's a, there's a, uh, a song on there that I like. It is Lavish Lullaby. Yes. Yeah, lavish. That would lavish. definitely have to play on the island for sure. That's ooh, that song. Oof, <laughs> man. Okay. <laughs> I like your musicians. Anderson Pack is also one of my. He's one of my go tos. He he he's definitely one of my go tos. I like. I like when people are able to sing and rap. I think it's just. From like a melody standpoint, it's very uh, soothing, which is why I think Drake is, you know, when you can, when you, the more variations you can do with your voice, like from a vibrational standpoint, I feel like the more impactful you can be. Right. And that's something I always study is like sound vibrations. Um, You know, speaking in front of people, you have to very, you have to be very mindful of your tone, your pitch, your volume, your cadence, which is the same things that musicians do. You know, um, and speaking of musicians, you said your dad was a musician. So what yes. what uh, what's your the nationality of your your parents and you? So we are African American. We're black. Um, my mom is black and Creole, so French and Spaniard. Um, and my grandmother is Creole from Louisiana. My dad is black. My dad was um, growing up. He was into you know music so he did the congas he did the flute so he did pretty much anything percussion and then um my my second mom my bonus mother she's a saxophone she does saxophone and then also piano clarinet so that's how you know they started their relationship that's how they actually met so everyone is musicians which is a beautiful thing do you have any music musical instruments that you play? No, I don't know what happened to me. <laughs> I tried to play the piano. That didn't work out too well. Um, I still have it, so I might dabble into it. Um, my brother was just asking me about if he could actually use it, and I was just like, yes, please, go for it. So, yeah, everybody in my family, musicians, except for me. Um, I think I kind of sing a little bit, you know, from my mom, but... That's pretty much it. So when you say a little bit, just is a that like you're secretly Beyonce? Like, don't don't do that to me. Oh, absolutely nope. not. Absolutely. Nah, you absolutely might. You might. Not. I can okay. Do like an opera note or something, and that's it. Just an Speaking opera. Speaking of singers, <laughs> female, just female singers. Give me three female singers oh, that you is- like. Off the top, you can you can name someone you've already said too. That's fine. Just three female singers. Oh, this is tough. I'm gonna give you three that I like too. Oh, please, yes. Okay, I'll go first then. 
So three that are like female singers. See, the reason I, I'm wondering about that is because I've been debating this in my head for like three weeks. Like wow. who, the, who like the best quote unquote singers are, like the oh, actual yeah. voice talent. All right, it's a very it's very hard. So right now I have Mariah Carey. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I love Mariah Carey. She's her her voice is just impeccable. I have Sade. Beautiful. And I struggle so much with the third one because part of me wants to pick someone from like back in the day, right. you know, like before there was. You know, like before there was like auto tune and all this like crazy production. Like, part of me wants to pick, you know, one of those people, like Aretha Franklin or like Gladys Knight. Oh, of course, yeah. You know, but then part of me is like, man, maybe I should just pick, pick someone from my era. You know. Ooh, so right that? now, I'm I'm at Sade and Mariah Carey. Okay. Yeah, like, oh, I want to put like Whitney Houston in there, but I have to be honest. Like, I don't, I don't really know her music other than her, her um, uh, what's that? What's that song? The the most popular one she has. The I will always yeah. love. You. Yeah, <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah. That. <laughs> yeah like, I want to be, I want to be fair to the artist because I want to like know their music. So that's why I have Mariah Carey and Sade because I genuinely listen to them. Right. Right. Yeah, I don't know. When you're talking about like the the best of the greatest of all time, like you said, there's just like going way back, you know, you want to get a little more modern with it. There's so many different artists and sounds too. Right. right. I think it should be categorized by like different sounds and yeah, there's it. Oh, it's tough. Um, Let's see. I want to say I love Ariana Grande. I love her voice. I don't know if you listen to too much of her stuff. I've I've recently heard her voice. Yeah, it's pretty good. And I've heard people compare her to Mariah Carey. Like they're saying that she's today's version of Ma- Mariah Carey, which that's a that's a that's right. a big platform to be on. Right, right. Now I'm not the judge of singers, so I don't really know how how, how you would compare. But I mean, they both sound great to me. Right. It, it's tough because I just feel like it should be like different categories, sound and. The greatest of all time. There's so many people that, of course, you know, would say Whitney Houston. Um, man, that oh, female singers, that one's really tough. And then, um, let me see. I love Georgia Smith sound. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. She's more, she's newer. She's more modern. Yeah, she's more modern, see? Yeah, and she has that, like, soft sound. Yeah. Hmm. I'm going to have to listen to her. I haven't really listened to her. Yeah, definitely put that on your list too. I know you got a little list of music going. Playlist. Okay, so check it out. I just went to ranker.com and it's a it's a website where they just rank everything and then people can go on there and vote. So I can vote right now. And here is in the category of best female vocalist ever. Here's their top 10. So th- remember, this is not curated by them. This is other people like me and you just going on here. And voting. All right. So here's their top 10. Donna Summer as 10. I'm going to go from 10 to 1. Donna Summer, mm-hmm. Lady Gaga, Adele, Christina Aguilera, Ella Fitzgerald, Karen Carpenter, 
Mariah Carey, Aretha, Aretha Frank, Franklin, Celine Dion, and Whitney Houston as the number one. Wow. And I, wow. I was actually going to say Christina Aguilera. Wow. I can't believe she's on there. I know, right? And then, like, wow. So, one of my favorite musicians is Nina Simone. They have her at 17. Wow. Wow. Yeah, and then your girl, Ariana, she's coming in at 24. 24. At, at Beyonce at 29. 29. Um, Diana Ross is 30. Alicia Keys is 32. Wow, this is a great list. Wow. So when you when you <laughs> sing, what do you what do you sing? Do you just sing along or do you like you go to karaoke? What do you what do you sing? You know what? I need to get thank you know what? Thank you for reminding me. I'm about to make my Amazon list. I need to get me a karaoke machine. <laughs> no, um, yeah, I just kinda just sing along. I haven't I'm you know, I'm no singer singer, so I haven't made like a song or anything like that, but I just kinda sing along. That's pretty pretty much it. Just kind of sing um, I really I, I like singing to uh Tori Kelly. Have you heard Tori Kelly? Mm-mm, never heard of that. Put that on put that on your little list. Tori Kelly um is really good too. She just dropped actually a gospel album. I think she has a gospel album with Kirk Franklin. Yeah. So that's actually yeah. one of my favorite albums. And I actually listen to that quite a bit um now as well. Okay. So I've heard you mention, you know, some gospel and some praise music. Do you have like a, a religious background? Uh, talk to us about that part part of your life. Yeah. So I was raised Christian. My, um, my mom, we were always brought up in the church. My grandma was actually Catholic. So when we were actually younger, um, the grandchildren would always go with her to su- support her and be with her. Um, but we were all raised in the Christian household. So very, you know, um, and that stems back to, you know, just being raised on love and faith base. I think my mom really like pushed that for us. Um, so growing up, you know, I just carried that with me. And I, I think for me, it's just like such a safe place. I feel, I, I feel I'm safe. I'm at peace. I have no worry in my heart, and that's how I just feel like I moved through life like that. So, coming from that background, still till this day, I think it's just very, um, very sacred to my heart. And yeah. Okay. And you mentioned your grandmother, grandparents a couple of times. You mentioned uh, them being Creole from Louisiana. So have you been out to to Louisiana? Have you been able to go down to New Orleans and and visit and kind of see what their origin was all about? I have not. My mom actually recently took a trip. I think it was like last year, the year before. And she loved it. And she told me that I had to go. And I hear so many good things about it. So I definitely... Hopefully, um, you know, the end of this year, next year, I can definitely put that on top of my travel list to travel down that way. Yeah, I'll totally go with you. Uh, I have not been been. to Louisiana, to New Orleans. I have a goal to do all 50 states in America. And I'm very, very close to finishing. Uh Uh, I think I only have like eight left. 
in wow. um, Hawaii and Louisiana are two, two of the eight that I have left. Wow. That's very inspiring. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So if you, if you go to Louisiana, definitely let me know. I will, I will, I will go with you. I, so, so I, I will let you know. Definitely. Wow. That makes me want yeah, to hear we, more about your uh, traveling as well. <laughs> yeah. What do you want to know? That's amazing. So in each state, when you go, do you kind of, um, cause I know you said you're like doing more of like the video now. Do you vlog when you go? Or is it just like for personal? Actually, you broke up a little bit. Can you oh, repeat that? I'm sorry. Um, when you travel to these different states, are you, is it a personal project or are you going and you're like, you know, vlogging? Is it a vacation? You know, I can't really define it because I've traveled for different reasons. Oh. And I think that I've also dropped the ball a lot as far as the documentation aspect of my travels. Because when I travel, I'm so in the moment and I'm so entrenched into what I'm doing that I'll forget to take photos or I'll forget to do a video. And it's one of those things where I totally have dropped the ball throughout my my traveling um, experiences. And I started to change that this year where I became a little more intentional, where my intention was, okay, like, for example, the last place I traveled to was Florida. You know, so when I went to Florida, my mindset was I want to get I want to do photos while I'm here. I want to do photos because um, I have a you know nice camera. I have a, yeah. a, a Sony. Um, I seen your job. Yeah, yeah, Sony uh, AX sixty four hundred, right? <laughs> and then my kit, I have three lenses. You know, so I have uh, a prime lens that goes down to one dot eight. I have a uh, eighteen to one hundred five. Uh, zoom lens, and then I have a wide angle lens that's 10 to 18 millimeters. So with that kit, you know, I can get what I need to get. I can get my prime shots. I can do, you know, portraits. I can do food photography, everything. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, I wasn't completely intentional about documenting every single aspect because one, I didn't have a kit, the, the full kit. I was, I've been building it. And then two, I didn't, I didn't have confidence in myself and in my skill. And then three, I didn't, I didn't feel like, I didn't feel like I had a place to share like that side of me because my social media platforms really isn't about that side of my creativity. It's more about uh, how my creativity can help people through my words or through my thoughts. And so that side of my creativity really serves me personally. And I guess I, 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 take photos and videos, but then I don't share them with others unless they can somehow connect to like, how can I connect this to helping you out, you know, helping, helping your story. Right. And I think that's been, that's been one of the things that I have to like free my energy on is like, Hey, maybe I make a second page, which I do have a second page, but I just don't use it. But maybe I use a second page to just showcase that side of my creativity or, you know, one of like for example, traveling with you, I think would free me so much. You know, because you are a, you know, photographer, so you're going to be very intentional about, hey, we need to go out and we need to create. Right. Versus, if I travel with, let's just say my, you know, my friend Dre or my friend Will, just like my regular guy friends that I travel with, they're more going to be like, oh, okay, let's go get a workout, let's go eat somewhere, 
which is still fine, but we could also be creating while we work out. We could also be creating when we go eat. Right. So it's really just been me, I think, trying to just refine how I travel and why, because my goal is to document it more and to share more of it and to like intertwine what I'm truly passionate about, which is the words and my speaking, as well as the the videos. Videos is like my number one passion. So I would say, yeah, I just, I just trying to figure out how to be more, more intentional going forward. Yeah, definitely. That's, that's awesome. Definitely, you know, find that balance. I think it's important, you know, your, your work and helping others and then just taking the personal time for yourself too. And, you know, just documenting your travels and your experiences. I love that. For you to be a full-time photographer, yes. walk us through how that actually began. Obviously, you've mentioned that you're, you know, you were a creator when you were young, but like walk us through the journey of becoming an actual photographer full-time. Okay. Well, um, photography started as a hobby. I would capture all my siblings like sports so I actually started off photographing sports and nature that's where I like found my my niche and I just fell in love with like the nature photographing photography for my um I'm sorry uh photographing the sports photography for my siblings I started doing that and then I remember when one of my friends um so I carried on all up until like high school and college. And I remember the first time one of my friends said, hey, can you, you know, shoot my sister's wedding? And I was just like, whoa there, you know, this is this is something huge. Um, definitely going to have to look into that. So, you know, stepping out on faith. So this was um, photography was definitely something that I was like stepping out on faith each time something was presented to me, a new opportunity. So I just stepped it out on faith and actually took my first like wedding job. And um, throughout college, I I took two courses. And I didn't really enjoy the course too much because it was very structured. And I think I just wanted to do my own thing as into being creative. And you know, that wasn't allowed in class. So I actually dropped out of college after like only being there for like two years. So I don't even have a degree in photography. Um, At that time, um, as we do now, as we have like Instagram and like Facebook and all these sources and outlets to be inspired by photography, I wasn't really inspired by anyone but myself. I just really had myself. So I had dropped out of college and I just got books. Um, I was reading books. I was on the internet. I was doing a lot of research on what it was I wanted to do and teaching myself, teaching myself the way that I wanted to learn, not the way that somebody else wanted to like structure, you know, certain rules and settings and things like that. So um, I pretty much learned and taught myself everything that I know today. And uh, I mean, now there's so much information on the internet that, you know, anyone can, you know, be a photographer, but it was definitely a long journey coming. Um, After I left college, I then worked at a studio while still doing my photography business on the side. I worked for a company for about like six years 
until I had to leave due to me being burnt out. I was really burnt out at the time because I was like eating, breathing, everything photography. So I was waking up in the morning doing shoots. I was after work, I was doing my shoots. I was staying very consistent in my craft. And so it was just like 50 hours photography, like no sleep. Um, so I actually, let me see, it was like six years with the company, still doing my photography on the side. And I, I had to tell myself like, okay, this is your time that you're going to have to like step out and do this yourself, or you're going to get burnt out. And I know a lot of people, you know, having a nine to five, which is totally fine, but having a nine to five, and then also doing, you know, what you're passionate about on the side and being an entrepreneur it can be hard and you don't want to get burnt out by doing the thing that you're so passionate about. Um, so I told myself, you know, it's like, okay, let me, let me look at these numbers. Okay. I have my savings. I had a plan. I think you really do have to have a plan. So I basically like wrote down my plan on what I was going to do, how much I was going to save. Um, I made sure now this is very, very important. I made sure that I had emergency savings. I think that's so important. And I see, and I know like a lot of people now, even to this day, like can see why it would be so important. But I made sure that before leaving the company that I set myself up so that, you know, um, if the revenue wasn't coming in like I expected on a certain month, like I would still be okay. Um by having, you know, the, the income saved. So I, um, I left the company and now this, this is where I really had to have my faith. And I had like a lot of weight on my shoulders and I was so nervous. I was just like, I don't even know if this is right, but I feel like it's right. So let me do it now before I like, you know, psych myself out. Um, so I wanted, because I was at the company for like six years, that's a long time. So you start to build like, you know, personal relationship with your, your boss, your managers, your coworkers and things like that. Um, I definitely want to do it in person. So the, now this is going to blow your mind a little bit. <laughs> the day that I was going to put in my two to three weeks my boss didn't show up to work and I wanted to do it in person. So I was like, okay. And I'm like, okay, this is giving me an extra day to breathe and, you know, deliver the message to her. So I got an extra day. But that night I get a phone call from her and she said, Leah, listen, don't come into work tomorrow. And I was just like, what's going on? She said, the studio is closing. So what I've noticed in my life is things get shut off, shut down in order for me to propel forward. So the whole studio, there's, you know, there's other people working there, other employees working there as well. The whole studio was shut down before I could even tell her I was leaving. So I didn't even have to tell her that I was leaving. It all worked out in my favor. And just like that studio was gone the next day and I didn't have to come into work the next day nor tell her. So it was just done. It wasn't even like 
two week period or a month like that it was just that was it it was it, just done it was done we didn't we didn't get um a heads up nobody got a heads up the studio was you know um not doing well and that it was closing it just shut down the next day the day that i was then going to tell her it shut down mm. how does how does that make you feel Man, I just, I just had I just had a look up. I just had a look up because that that was favor. That was that was favor on my behalf. I was just like, "Oh my goodness. Thank you." Like all the weight that was on my shoulder because it just felt like I was, you know, going to work every day and and not happy and I wanted to get out of, you know, the 9 to 5 lifestyle and transition over and I just didn't know how to do it and I had so much pressure and weight and um <clears throat> excuse me um I know a lot of times when we're transitioning we start to feel like very uncomfortable and we we still don't know how to how to do it but you know just favor over my life I was just like I was blown away that you know, it was. It really had to. That studio had to get shut down in order for me to take that step. So what happened next after you, you know, you you were free of that that so, job? Now what? <laughs> so after I was free of that, I continued to grind like the hustle. Now, now it was just like I had those hundred hours to put into layer ray photography. Um, no sleep. I would wake up early in the morning. I, I felt like even more amazing. I was scheduling way more because now I, I freed up all that time, um, you know, where I was working for, under someone else. I was now working for me. And I think working for yourself too, you just get this like extra like adrenaline rush. Like, let me, let me get up. Let me, let me hustle this out. Let me grind. It's grind time. And um, I, I, I love it. I'm able to, you know, stay motivated and just keep pushing. So right when I left the job, I just continued to book like a, a whole lot. And um, I do a, a wide range of photography. So I do a lot of portraits. I work with a lot of families, a lot of um, babies, children. I'm really good with the children. So I was just booking sessions daily a lot of people ask um, how my schedule kind of looks like throughout the week. And I was shooting Monday through Sunday, every day, anytime, night sessions, um, traveling to people's homes and doing, you know, homes in their environment where they were comfortable, setting up, you know, a space for them in my environment. So I was just making it work and loving it at the same time. So go back to, go back, go back a little bit. So you, you shoot the first wedding that someone asked you to do. And then, you know, you get the job, you're studying books, you're, you're learning. Right. At what point did you have the, the inner confidence to say, okay, I'm a photographer professionally. I can, like, I can do this. Like, where, where was that of it? Because I feel like sometimes we are unsure of things. We doubt ourselves, which is all, you know, normal when you're learning something or doing something for the first time. Right. So where was like your confidence or was it, was it always there? Like walk us through that part. I think, um, well, first when you start to value yourself and you really value your craft, 
others will see that. And a lot of times, you know, we're like, we're like looking like for certain people to like value us, but the people that are supposed, you're supposed to like work with are going to value you. And so I think that's how like my, my confidence was just like, okay, like this is my job. I have to, have to own up to it. So I think it came from like other people really seeing like my value in, in my work. Okay. And then, so how do you, you know, you're working, you're, you're working at the studio. How did you start getting your own clients? Like what did, what did that look like? Because what you're talking about really is kind of twofold. You're talking about having the skills uh, and the drive to be, you know, to do a, to do a trade, to do a task, to be a photographer. Mm -hmm. But then there's a whole nother element where there's like an entrepreneur side where there, there's, you know, booking, scheduling, you know, selling yourself, presenting your work. So like, talk to us about that side. How did you even start doing that? And like, what was that journey like at the beginning? Okay. So at the beginning, and this is going to make me sound really old, but um, I started this about like 11 years ago. So keep in mind, 11 years ago, there wasn't much social media at all. I believe like the only platform I had was Facebook at the time. And Facebook at the time really wasn't even that big, but I used that platform to showcase my work. And at the time too, Facebook is, um, you know, you connect with a lot of like close friends and only close family. So the way that my work was able to get out there is by word of mouth. Word of mouth has been, and still till this day, has been my number one with being able to showcase my work. Um, and I think it's because someone is sharing a experience, you know, you're saying, Oh, I just got my, you know, my work done from, you know, this person. And it was amazing experience. You're, you know, you're telling someone how the experience went and what's what, st what started to happen and still happens till this day is, if I photographed a family, the next thing you know, you know, someone in that family is getting married, then someone in that family is having a baby. And I become their family photographer. And a lot of these families I have stuck with for 10 years and, and seen them grow and seen their kids graduate. So I really become that like family photographer. So that's how I was able to grow my platform and my clients throughout the years. Mm, damn. So you're really just uh, entrenching yourself in people's lives and just just latching on and just <laughs> ri riding a wave with them. Essentially, you're like, hey, I'm your photographer. All right. right. Whatever, whatever's happening, you call me. Okay? Whatever, whatever <laughs> it is, just, just let let me know whatever it is. I, I will be there to capture these memories for you. <laughs> so obviously things are uh, a little different with with Corona um, because people are just you know, not leaving and staying in the house. So how has this impacted your business? Yes. Uh, so my business has definitely taken a hit. Um, you know, looking back just on last year and even prepping for 20, the you know, the big 2020, you know, everyone's talking about. Um, I set up certain goals. Well, you know, like, 
last year, this month, I usually do spring specials and, you know, we're outside and now, you know, we can't be outside. So I've tried, I tried to just adjust. I just have to adjust to, you know, the situation that we have at hand right now. So I have been doing in-home sessions where, um, you know, people can be in the comfort of their house. And I, you know, discuss with them, you know, certain guidelines on just how, because everyone right now, you know, it's everyone, it's madness. And being me, a business owner, you know, I'm already at peace with myself. So I just let them know, you know, certain guidelines within my business, you know, like, hey, if you still want me to come out because people, and it's crazy, people still want photos. They still have memories to make. People still have birthdays, you know, the birthdays didn't stop. We didn't stop living. So I think, you know, people still want their memories being captured. So they contact me in frantic, like, Leah, you know, are you, are you still operating? And, you know, I can, you know, let them know, like, yes, I'm still operating. There are some guidelines just, you know, to be safe for my safety, for your safety. That's my main thing is my client's safety. I don't want, I want them to be comfortable. So I just go over a few things with them and let them know like, hey, yes, I can come out to your house. I just want to let you know that I want you guys in a comfortable space. So, you know, we're going to do this, this and that. I hope you guys are okay with it. And, you know, most of the time everyone's fine. Um, I've had a couple of sessions already actually where they were graduation sessions. And I know a lot of um, graduates have, taken a loss and you know some of them may not walk everything's been postponed but I still want to be able to create that memory for them because it's an important time in everyone's life so um people have asked me you know is it how how is it you know when you go out and you photograph are people like acting different um how is it and I think the way that I present my energy if I show up for my job and I'm excited to shoot, then my clients are going to feel the same way. They're going to be comfortable. So I just kind of create that space where my clients, you know, can still be themselves. And it's it's okay to have a good time still in the midst of all the craziness. Let's celebrate, you know, life. And that's the same thing with, you know, babies coming into the world too. I work closely with a lot of babies and things like that. So I think we still need to celebrate life and memories still need to be captured. So I just try to really create a comfortable space for them. But um, my business definitely, you know, did take a loss in revenue um, this month, but we're, we're going to keep on pushing. We're going to be okay. <laughs> we're going to make it. So, um, so yeah. Just it's very, yeah. Very positive mindset to have. I have, I have a prediction. I have no data to prove this right or wrong, but I just have a prediction based on the, if I know, if I know human behavior and I, I kind of know human behavior a little bit, but if I could take a wild guess at what's going to happen, this is, this is my prediction. You ready? Mm-hmm. I think that I'm starting to see countries are uh, pulling up their restrictions uh, because let, let's, let's just be honest. There is no economy in the world that's going to be able to sustain a social distancing order like forever, right? right. It's not going to happen. Uh, social distancing is not healthy for our mental health. It's not good for us to not get vitamin D. It's not good for us to not get fresh air. It's not good for us to be completely uh, sedentary where we're sitting and laying all day. It's not good for us. It's not good for us to feel, feel like we have no purpose and our jobs give us a lot of purpose. And 
a lot of us aren't able to do what we love to do or even what we have to do. Right. Even if you don't love your job and you, it's just what you have to do, uh, as well as, you know, banks run the government <laughs> and banks need us to work for them to get their money. The government needs us to work. So in my opinion, what's going to happen is the restrictions are going to, you know, and also everyone's not sick. Right. Like only certain people are sick. The The majority of people are not sick. And so what I predict is going to happen, they're going to start to release the social distancing uh, guidelines. They're going to slowly let us kind of venture back into work. And what I think is going to happen is I think two industries are going to boom, two very specific industries. I think the health and wellness industry is going to boom. And then I think the travel industry is going to boom. Now, the reason why I think health and wellness is going to boom is because I think there are certain people who have gained five to 30 pounds because they haven't moved. They haven't been able to move. They, you know, they don't know how to work out at home or you got to think about someone who's a server. They're walking five miles a night at their shift. Now they're not walking those five miles a night. Just just little lifestyle tweaks. I think a lot of people are going to care about health and wellness, plus with See, I, wor- I know words, so I look at words in- intensely, and I see a lot of fear-mongering and a lot of manipulation with some of the headlines they're using, and they're really trying to control the way we think, and they're not allowing us to think freely with a lot of the like the manipulative and very suggestive phrases I've been seeing. So what I think is a lot of people are going to wake up to the to the notion of, hey, I need to take care of myself. Right. I need to heal my body. I need to heal my mind. I need to heal my soul. I need to free my energy from some some toxins, not only toxic people, but like actual toxins that I'm putting into my body. So that's why I think the health and wellness industry is going to blow up. But then I also think the travel industry is going to blow up because there are it, it was already a thriving business anyways. But then now I think there's going to be a sense of urgency where certain people are going to say, man. I need to go to wherever, you know, I need to go to Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't wait. I think certain people are going to have a feeling of, I need to complete my life. I need to complete my bucket list. And so as a photographer, I just see, I think the prediction, uh, if this happens, I think you also opening yourself up to those two industries somehow, some way, however that could work for you in your business. I think that would really be a good thing for you to continue what you're doing, but then like adding, you know, like welcoming that to you, to your platform as well. Right. I just, I just think, I think it's going to boom, honestly. I love that. I love that gem. Yes. What's next for you? What's what's what after um after we get the green light and and we start to return to normalcy? What's going to be some of the things that you're focused on? Ooh, I am uh, right now. Like I'm in the space of trying to figure all of that out. Like I thank you so much for even giving me like that idea to you know tap into the travel and the the health and the wellness i have a couple people that i actually work close with with that as well so um i'll definitely tap into that but i just want to get out of here <laughs> like you said with travel, i'm just like i just want to get out of here i think that when they give us the green light i won't even go back to work i'll just continue to you know 
enjoy my my personal time but on that island we were talking about <laughs> mm. with the playlist <laughs> going back to that i'm just like i just i just want to get out and um you mentioned you know completing your life i think that's so important so i definitely want to i definitely want to get out <laughs> what are some things that you need to do uh you know i mentioned i want to get these 50 states and what are some of the things you want to do in your life, um, they don't have to necessarily do at work, but just some goals or some some passions that you want to fulfill or or, or kind of look into. Um, well, going back to to work, I was I was, I was actually thinking about uh, maybe getting a studio until all of this like craziness happened. But um, I mean, it might still be in the in the works, and maybe just getting um, a couple of people like on board. So just, you know, thinking of business um, ventures to do, um, I think that would be a huge step. So that's another like big step of fear, me stepping out on that. So um, I have to, you know, write down that, quarterback it. Maybe someone can make a touchdown. (laughs) But um, that's definitely an idea. Personal, I think travel is just, you know, definitely on the top of my list. and I've been prepping myself for that too. So when they give me that green light, I got a couple places I want to go and I'm out of here. Maybe stay there for a couple of months, be in quarantine somewhere else. No. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's uh, pretty much it. Just really taking care of me. I like taking care of me. You know, it, it's fun. I like it. <laughs> So if someone's listening to this and and they're loving your energy and your humor and your your story and they say, man, I I want to get some work with I want to get some work with her I want to check out her her photography where would they find you where would they find your work? Okay, so on all platforms, Instagram, Facebook, you can find me at Leia. That's L E A H Ray R A E photography. Um, and then I also have my website linked in the bio. You guys can connect with me. You guys can book an appointment there. I am in California, but once again, I do travel and I'm willing to travel. So yeah, please. I I would love to connect with you all too, as well. And just, um, you know, capture memories and things and also just create, you know, memories as well. So what about the person who's listening and they would like to get some photos, but, you know, they're not a model. They've never posed. They're a little nervous and they don't have really any creative idea for like, you know, how the photos would work. But they just know they want some decent looking photos. Mm-hmm. Talk talk to them <laughs> and tell them and tell me how you would, you know, how you approach that and help us feel comfortable getting some photos. Okay, so I actually get this uh, question a lot, and I've actually worked with a lot of clients that are very nervous, and also some that I personally know that are my friends. And how I navigate through that is, like I said before, I'm going to mention again, it's how I um, bring my energy to the table. If I have my bubbly energy going, you know, it makes them feel less nervous. It, you know, I want you to be yourself in the space. So um, I think it's 
it's very, I don't know, it's very easy for me to kind of uh, work with people that are nervous. I turn some music on, so I'll have some music playing, like, during our session. You know, I'll ask you, like, you know, what artists you want to listen to. And if you don't have an artist, you know, I put on my music as well. And we kind of just really connect. I talk to you during the session, but then I also want you to um, just be yourself. So I think we kind of, it's, it's teamwork. It's definitely, definitely teamwork. So I think it works best when, you know, I'm doing my part and then you're doing your part as well. And it just flows and the session will just flow so beautifully. Trust me on that. Um, and then in the end, you know, I always do go back and I'll ask you like, so how did you like it? Oh, and then people are like, oh my gosh, I loved it. It was so nice. Can't wait to book with you again. So um, <laughs> I, I just love that I'm able to actually bring people out of, you know, being um, nervous, especially if it's like for their first time too. And even people that I know, I think it's really funny when people are nervous to work with me and I, you know, I'm with them like day to day and we're close friends and stuff too. So that's how I would make it comfortable for you. <laughs> I love that. It sounds like you you really help people just free their energy and you're you're bringing love and you're bringing humor and, and a certain softness and you're very adaptable to to their energy. Now, I can actually speak to that uh, because you shot my talk in L.A. last summer um, and it was I mean, it was an amazing experience for me to have you there um, because it was like you were a part of my team. You know, you were an extension of me, I felt like. And. I just trusted you that you would be good with people and you, you were so warm and you treated everyone so kind. And that was just an amazing experience for me to come into LA, come into your hometown and uh, you be there to document the talk, you know, so I'm, I'm grateful for that. I'm forever grateful for that. Yeah, and uh, thank you. Thank you very much for doing that. I know I told you that then, but I, I'm still just very grateful that, you know, you were there for that moment. Yes, I definitely wanted to, you know, just come out and share my gift with with you and just, you know, serve in that space. So I'm 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 grateful, too. I'm very thankful. It was amazing. Yeah, when, when we get the green light again, if I do, you know, any talks, I'm definitely doing one in L.A. And you're definitely going to be there again and, and getting I want somehow I want to figure out how to do it um, different. You know, I feel like with creativity, you. You do something and then you learn from it and then you try to expand or you try to push. You try to, you know, you try to be more creative, whatever more creative means. I'm sure you you know what I'm talking about. Right. And I want to figure that out um, the next time that convert, you know, that that talk, I'm able to have a talk in a place. And I want you to be uh, on board with that from the beginning. Yes, definitely. 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 Once that green light goes, we, we out here. <laughs> we out here. <laughs> we out here. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you for your time today, Leah. I appreciate you. Thank you so much, Fly. I really, really appreciate it. This was amazing. I, you know what? After this, I feel like I have the green light already. Like I don't have to wait for somebody else to tell me to go. You know? <laughs> what time is it? Okay, here we go. I got the rest of the day. I'm, I'm about to have my own green light. <laughs> about to make it happen. About to make it happen. Thank you for joining the Free Your Energy Podcast.
Thank you.